welcome to the Power of Singing podcast, which we hope will encourage you to take up singing, or keep singing, or at least listen to singing. Our panel is made up of the five members of the Santosha Voice Group, Heather Fetro, Joseph Garate, Joyce Wells, Rich McKinney, and myself, Susan Mohini-Kane. First introductions. We'll start with Heather Fetro, a professional classical soprano and teacher from the Washington, D.C. area, who specializes in music by women composers, and who is an active freelance soprano in the classical world. Welcome, Heather. Thanks, Susan. Great to be here. Awesome. Next, we have Joseph Garate, an excellent tenor and teacher who does many classical gigs all over Southern California, and who's the lead singer and writer for the band Diamonds. Joseph writes deeply personal songs. Joseph is passionate about music for folks with special needs and is also a DJ. Welcome, Joseph. Thank you so much. Next, we have Joyce Wells, who is a beautiful singer and songwriter and vocal coach from upstate New York. After teaching music in elementary school for many years as well, she's turned her focus now to her program that she calls Enjoy Your Sound. Through this, she guides people to discover and connect with their unique voices for speaking and for singing. Welcome, Joyce. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I was very excited about this. Awesome. And next, Rich McKinney, who is a composer, a pianist, and a choral conductor from Missouri, the Show Me State, who uh, Rich used to be a beautiful singer himself before he lost his vocal cords to Agent Orange exposure in Vietnam. Rich has a YouTube channel and has posted close to a thousand piano pieces and is currently teaching composition and composing for local choirs. Welcome, Richard. Thank you very much. Glad to be here as well. Awesome. <clears throat> My name is Susan Mohini-Kane, and I'm a former opera singer and college professor turned singer-songwriter and teacher, both online and here in the Los Angeles area. I'm the founder of the Santosha Voice Group, LLC, which provides information, inspiration, and opportunities around singing that are eminently doable and accessible to all. Everyone in this group today believes that singing and the resulting music that we make is powerful and life-transforming, and we'd love for you to join in. Our topic for these first five podcasts is... The life-affirming, life-transforming, life-changing moments each of us has had in our own lives personally because of singing. Each of us will share our personal stories and then share a recording of ourselves singing a song that illustrates that story. Each of us also has a question for the others on the same topic, so we'll have a little informal discussion following each song. So Rich McKinney will continue our exploration into the life-transforming power of singing, with his story, song, and question entitled, The Power of Singing to Heal. Here's Rich McKinney. Rich, you're on. Thank you, dear. Uh, first, I want to say, Joyce, that was just a beautiful song, and you, you sang it with such elegance. It was really quite lovely, which is not really the starter for this. Yeah, Joseph, you sang beautifully, and I love your song. And Heather, you know that I've been in trance with your voice from the get-go. And Susan, I've been listening to her for a very long time. And sometimes she's even singing. And so I'm very happy to be able to address you. I want to talk about um, my life experience. 
like a mermaid, a mermaid, um, I started singing in a gospel church when I was a child. Uh, when we were growing up, we went to our home, our church, our school. There were no other options. So uh, we spent a lot of time at church. And um, there we sang celebratory music, happy music. And the lady named Norma sat at the piano and enhanced everything and made everything sound beautiful. And so I love to hear people singing. It doesn't matter what they're singing or how accurate they are necessarily. Um, I started, then I, I was thinking about this. I sang with my sister for a while. Then I sang with the boys more. So Heather, we have something in common there. Uh, uh, so I sang with the boys more. They were sponsored by the local optimist club. And then on to junior high and high school and college and so on and so on. And uh, lots of experiences. I even actually sang for a while with the Mibs Army Corps when I got back from Vietnam. Um, in college, I majored in boys and minor in piano. But my goal was to teach music. That's always been my goal. So um, I'm happy with that choice. I'm never happier than when I'm standing in front of a choir or directing some kind of rehearsal of singers or even soloists sometimes. That's what I feel I'm honored to do. Um, I don't care if anybody ever hears my voice at this point, but um, I do have a couple of recordings of, of it, um, and that's interesting. Uh, I think music is quite powerful. And singing, of course, to me is the original music. The only thing that may have preceded that is the bird singing. And I think they do a pretty good job some days. But um, for me, singing is music. And uh, all singing is music. But all music is not singing. So sometimes you have to remember that. Uh, I guess I'll go on this thing. Presentation includes um, a live performance that was made in about 1995. Um, prior to losing my voice, it was at the Methodist First United Methodist Church in Honolulu in an open wall church. So, um, and the equipment was obviously out of the 1990s, which is, has all been abandoned at this point, I'm sure. So, anyway, it's a limited. Uh, view of what the sound could be, but um, I'm going to share that with you. This was uh, one of the two recordings that I have of my voice, which kind of expresses what I've just been talking about. Music, maybe, for me, is the voice of God.
I just want to say that uh, I I remember I remember Rich before he lost his voice. <laughs> And hearing this recording is so, so powerful for me. So thank you for sharing this. It is amazing to hear you. Pardon my emotion. <laughs> okay, Rich, take it away. You have a question. Let me unmute you here. Well, I, I think the question that first of all I want to say that was also me at the piano. Sorry, doing double duty. Uh, I might like that part better. Uh, oh, that's um, amazing. Uh, I guess my question was, do you ever finish a song without wishing that there was something? Do you ever finish a song without regrets about something or without wishing you'd done a part better? Or do you ever walk away feeling, I really did it at time? Well, I'll jump in. I mean, after hearing that recording, I can't imagine that you in that moment felt that way after having, you know, performed that. You know, that's an example of like, you know, you know, a contradiction from something I'm about to say. But but for me, um, you know, I, no, absolutely never. I always I always find things that I could have done better. Unfortunately, you know, I wish that weren't the case, but. There's always things that I can find better. Even even listening to the recording that I played a little while ago, you know, which is something that I recorded whatever a year ago and worked on forever, you know, and is immortalized. It was like, oh yeah, I could have done that better. Oh yeah, I could have done that better. Oh yeah, I could have done that better. You know, and I know that that's you know something that's really hard to kind of let go of, but and and one can consciously let go of it and just enjoy it, but it is something that can kind of sneak up on you when you least expect it. So um, for me, unfortunately, not ever. Yeah, I'm not ever able to think, oh, that was perfect. Move on. I've, I've had times when I felt that everything was perfect, but not because I did the, the singing perfectly, but because everything else in the moment and what was happening and going on happened the way it was meant to happen. And so I, but that's come over time. I used to be exactly what you described, Joseph. I would always go, oh, that could be better, that could be better. But now I've learned to realize that there's a moment where you just have to, I have to just let go of that and let it be more about the people, again, who are experiencing it. And did that work? And if it did, then it needs to be okay. It needs to be fine. And um, before I let go, I just have to say, Rich, that um, that was so amazing. And I've, I'm... It was an exact, in my feeling, exact example of what I was talking about. That I was, while you were singing, I was going, okay, that's his heart wide open that I'm hearing. I can, it, it is the most, it is so honest. And I, I, I've, I've only heard one other song that anybody ever sang about Jesus with the word Jesus in it that affected me the way that that song just did. And I think, uh, I thank you for it, for sharing it with us. Thank you. Um, I must say that you you know how to present a song quite well, dear. Quite well. I would love to chime in too and just say again, your voice is impeccable, Rich. And you know, you may feel you've lost it, but I'm sure it still sings within you, and it still sings obviously through this recording. And so it's it's alive in the world. Um, and yeah, it's just an incredible honor to hear it and to hear your diction was like 
very impressive <laughs> to me. <laughs> it's like all throughout your range, you could understand what he was singing. And that's not the case with everybody. So kudos. And um, yeah, so this question hit me. Um, yeah, kind of like in a real place, because there have been a couple of times, it's been few, but there've been a couple of times where I just felt like I was in a, a flow state. And I, because I was in a flow state, I mean, maybe things weren't perfect, but I didn't remember that they weren't perfect because I was so in the flow. And that's, those have been the times that it feels like I'm not singing. It was like something singing through me. And that's really weird to describe, but it has happened to me a couple of times, just like in my senior recital. And then one time singing at a church, you know, just random thing. There's no, there's no way I can tell you why that happens, but it has happened a couple of times. And then I've had very suboptimal performances too, which I try to forget about immediately. Um, so I've had the real highs and the real lows and everything in between. So I think it's fascinating how we go through those and, and, keep, keep ourselves together no matter what happens. Cause I think that as a performer is a struggle, you know, why, why does it, it, you can't always control everything. And that's where the faith aspect that you've expressed in that song is pretty cool to remember. So thank you. That's a great comment. Actually, uh, reminded me of, um, some experiences that I'd forgotten that really were kind of out of body experiences, if you will. And you just, was so powerful that you thought that really was wonderful and I've maybe forgotten about that. Thank you for sharing that. Sure. Yeah, I think I'm going to jump in with that too. I thought it, you know, when you said, Heather, that flow state, if you looked at all of our heads, we're all nodding like those little puppies in the window. It's like, it wasn't weird at all to us anyway, or to anybody I think who's ever really worked on music and performed it. Otherwise, those other ones that are not those divinely inspired flow performances. I have one word for those is time. Go back and listen to them later. <laughs> and, uh, and I mean, much later, I don't mean a year later. I mean like five years later. So time you'll go back and listen to them and you go, Oh, I guess that was, wasn't really that bad. But in the moment I'm, I'm with all of you. One of the reasons we become proficient at singing is because we are always trying to be better. And I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. You know, we always want to be able to, to take our singing, our performance to the next level. That's really good. Uh, but then, you know, give it a moment after you've done a performance, you haven't, there's nothing more you can do to make it better. If you're, if you, if you just keep beating yourself over the head, I could have done this better, could have done this better. That's not going to help anyway, because you're not going to change anything. <laughs> so just leave it, just don't listen to it and then listen to it again in, in you know, a, a little while. And then it'll sound really good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Susan, uh, I've added Andrew, you're looking forward to your presentation as well. Okay, thanks, Rich. Thank you so much, Rich, for sharing your story and especially your beautiful recording and also for leading this inspiring conversation. So thank you, everybody. I've been so inspired and so touched. I'm almost too emotional to tell my story, but take a breath and I'll tell you my life-changing moment in episode five that will be released November 8th. Yep, our next episode will feature me, Susan mohini Kane. In an episode entitled, The Power of Singing to Affirm One's Existence. And now, we'd like to invite you to join the conversation. We always have a live meeting all together with you um, sometime in the month after each episode 
is released. And this one is going to be led by Rich McKinney to continue the conversation. And it will be live on October 11th at 11 a.m. Central. So you can join us live and let us know what you think. You can also join our Facebook group called The Power of Singing. It's a public group. Look us up and then join. Or you can visit the podcast page on our website, which is santoshavoicegroup.com. And Santosha is S-A-N-T-O-S-H-A, santoshavoicegroup, all one word, dot com, to register. You do have to register for these live meetings, but they're completely free, and we will not be using your email for anything. You just have to share your email with me. I promise you I'll take great care of it. At the end of every podcast, we play a special song for you entitled, I'll Share My Music. This song is composed by Rich McKinney, who is also playing the piano, and sung by all the rest of the Santosha Voice Group, Heather, Joseph, Joyce, and me. And it was produced by Joseph. To misquote Leanne Womack, when you get the choice to sit it out or sing, we hope you sing. See you next time. Song.